Coaches presents I have a question you know you just remind me of my own experience within uh, my previous uh, roles where you know as a leader or as an associate you touched on something very 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 important when you said do not delegate upwards and yeah. obviously that is very uh, true uh, with a lack of authority that is impossible do you think that the delegation you know mindset can be achieved alone or is it a culture within an organization or within a company or within a department which has to be uh, nurtured has to be created um or can one individual start this delegation let's say revolution if you would like to say that uh and and how, you know is that even possible and if so how uh well thank you for the very interesting question um it's as in many other circumstances and aspects within uh, large uh, companies i fully believe that what you said um you can actually create a culture widespread culture of delegation within a company if you coach and if you train um everyone into delegation so if everyone um understands what delegation is about the power of delegation the outcomes of delegation the aspects as you were saying before the what the why the how the when the who and so on so the rules of delegation and and, and the strong potential i mean that we all improve we all get better we all have a better professional life uh, we're all happier we all um, get a bigger bonus at the end of the year so if delegation really becomes um a cultural trait a strong cultural trait within the company itself then definitely uh the company will be delivering more achieving more and and beating competition and gaining more markets and so on so initially uh let's see it uh, as as the egg and chicken um paradox what comes first well from my point of view and from my experience you have to have some role models someone within the company that really understand and and have practice and have experience and knowledge and excellence within delegation and and having these people be the role models of what it is and second point is so people that can be looked upon as the champions of proper delegation second point is that you should have either internally or externally someone coming from outside some trainers and coaches in developing the skills of the employees of the managers of the executive directors wherever they are on onto the culture as you said of delegation so that everyone is has a culture everyone is prepared to everyone understands understands how to do it what it means and and why is it so important so i agree with you it can be done it's it's a long process at the same time nothing happens in a day and if you don't put delegation within the development priorities of a company then you can be pretty sure that you're going to be having issues um at any time you can have uh, problems you can have conflict between people you can have miscommunication you can have uh, poor results you can have all sorts of um issues which come along from the fact that there's not a culture a widespread culture of delegation within the company thank you so much for that clarification 
another um, point you touched on, which was very interesting, was the fact that there is an element of fear and failure, and the fear of failure actually uh, involved in certain, uh, to a certain extent, um, when maybe leaders or managers uh, do not feel comfortable in delegating. Now, I remember from my time when I was much younger <laughs> that uh, that was an element of um, which, which uh, played a big role in, in delegating uh, more or less uh, anything to anyone in the team. Is it an assumption that when managers or leaders are in a younger or in a uh, entry level and just beginning of the career that there is a, a resilience or there is um, a doubt in delegating or can that actually continue uh, even in the, in the later stage or is it just uh, you know is it just a, way, a wrong way of thinking that because young leaders do not delegate enough because they're young and inexperienced? Could you elaborate on that? Sure, sure. Uh, well, uh, as we all know, um, the job of being a leader isn't easy, isn't straightforward, isn't made uh, in a day. But at the same time, uh, the main and most important role of a leader is to create more leaders. Okay, so um, at whichever level of seniority the team members or the employees are, they should have the opportunity to be taught how to become leaders in their own position, in their own role. And I mean this straight from the beginning of their career or their new role or their new position, whatever it is. So right from the beginning, you know, when, when someone starts off a position, a role, um, a responsibility, a project, whatever it is, they should be taught, they should be uh, fed, they should be uh, looking at videos or they should, should be having on-the-job um, situations where they understand how to be leaders themselves. So if we create, again, um, a widespread culture of leadership within the company, then we're all going to be better off and the company is going to be having a great benefit from this. So in actual fact, um, I think it's it's a prejudice or a pre preconcept, the fact that you cannot be a leader if you're a junior just entered uh, in the company from university. Because maybe you have studied or you have specialized in a certain thing that nobody else knows about. At that point, you become the leader of that specific subject. So you can um, take ownership of a project which has a link with that specific subject that only you know about, even though you're a junior person. So really, being leaders at every level uh, is possible as long as uh, people have the vulnerability so they make themselves vulnerable enough to give space to other people to grow as well so that, that's the recipe really is to be vulnerable and give space to people to grow yeah i can't agree more with you on that and i think uh, nobody could have said it better than you um so thanks also for uh, deepening the thoughts on, on that point I, I just think that um looking at different levels of leadership uh, especially in, in modern age Maybe one element of, of which is missing a lot is the mentorship. I remember when I was growing up and uh, I was just you know, trying to build up my career. Um, we, you know, I looked for mentors proactively, and there was uh, there was a big culture of mentorship in those days. Um, and I mean, you know, I'm, I'm I'm kind of in my late forties today. So, do you see that playing a role of, of, of you know of, of having the lack of mentorship programs or lack of mentorship profiles uh, that, that 
you know, young or even not very young leaders can actually uh, learn from or surround themselves by in order to uh, learn this very important uh, art, I would say, of delegation. Is there any link there even? I'm not sure, but I just wanted to... Uh, right. No, I get your point. It's very interesting. And I'll, I'll be very brief in my answer uh, because um, I, I want to give you an example, um, which is the largest uh, training or let's call it learning and development institute or um, company in, in, in the, on this planet today is the American Army. So the American Army is the entity which trains and develops more people than anyone else in the world. Okay, so if we look at uh, the change, the radical change in approach, in paradigm, in thinking, in doing things that the army has been doing in the past, I would say, six, between six and ten years. It wasn't in a day, it didn't happen in a day, as I said before, it took a while, but they went from command and control, meaning I give you an order and then I check on you, as if I was a, um, a guard, um, you know, an armed guard that I would stick to, to your back and, and see with, with maybe a, uh, a binocular. I would look at what you were doing and check on what you were doing. So they went from command and control to coach and support. So this was a big shift in mentality in, a, in how to do things and how to develop people within the army. And it gave enormous um, benefits and results to uh, the people who were involved in this enormous project and to, to the soldiers and to the generals and to the lieutenants and to everyone. Because as you were saying before, mentoring, so coaching and mentoring, we can, we can bundle them into the same thing because you can, uh, also in the army, but even in the multinational companies, it's, it's never only coaching, there's also mentoring. So, yeah, um, mentoring is uh, one of those ingredients for the uh, special uh, recipe of uh, continuous growth and uh, continuous success and continuous improvement and innovation within the company. I fully agree that if you don't have mentorship, people are lost, people are doubtful, people are, are afraid, people are scared, they keep uh, their ideas to themselves. Um, they won't disclose information that maybe they heard from a customer that something is not going properly because they're afraid that something might go wrong if they say that the customer isn't happy. So, so yes, I fully agree on what you say. Thank you, Coach. Uh, we're um, reaching the end of our first podcast. Uh, we will be coming back to discuss uh, very important elements, which obviously also um, are to be considered and taken into consideration when we talk about delegation. Uh, elements such as uh, you know, why managers don't delegate, as you point that, and besides that, you know the acceptance of delegated work, uh, what happens after, and the outcomes and failures. So on our next um, podcast, we will definitely tackle those. But if we would bring this podcast to a conclusion, what are the key points or focus points that you would want any listener to walk away from when they think about delegation today? Right. Uh, so um, I would. Uh, mainly focus uh, as as a takeaway 
and um, as as a let's say as a list of points, uh, and then we we can get back to these next time as well. But you know, uh, just to be very straightforward, uh, in terms of being so su successful in delegation, one thing you have to do is to be direct. So uh, you have to communicate properly. You have give you have to give the proper information. You have to uh, make the employee understand what you're talking about. You also have to give significance and importance and weight to the de delegation process in order for the employees to actually put effort and commitment and, and their own responsibility into the task. You have to make it personal. So making it personal means you have to, as I was saying before, you have to consider who the person is his needs, his desires, his fears, his pains, his skills, his abilities, his weaknesses, whatever. You have to, you have to make a person. So think of who you have in front of you and and think think about this uh, specific aspect properly and thoroughly before delegating uh, an activity or result to anyone. So think about the person that you're thinking could be the best person to, to do that, uh, that activity. Set some some clear limits, and by limits I intend uh, in terms of time. Uh, so, give always give yourself and the person uh, a deadline and a budget. So don't be too flexible on this. Be quite quite um, strict. You can always give more budget and more time if something comes up, but make sure that that you set the boundaries, as I was saying before, of what the process is going to be. Fifth point that you need to remember is to establish straight from the, from the beginning uh, the, the rules and the process of a reporting um, approach. So, which information do you need to have at what point of a process? Uh, what kind of information do you, do you want? Uh, an Excel file? Do you, do you want uh, a phone call? Do you want an email? So, whatever it is that you need to, to have as a reporting process needs to be established straight at, at the beginning. Next point is you have to clarify your avail availability in terms of being the person who gives support and who clears potential issues, potential troubles, potential difficulties in carrying on that delegation activity. So you have to clarify that you're available, when you're available, at what time you're available, which day you're available. So the person who's being delegated by you knows that if he's stuck, he can count on you, and he knows when to come and ask for help. Um, to the, the, the other aspect which has to be considered is to check and make sure that everything is clear before uh, the employee goes off and starts uh, working on the task which has been delegated. So if there are uh, areas which are unclear, if there are areas which are which haven't been discussed fully and 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 in detail enough, so if there's some uncertainty within the employee regarding the delegation process, then make sure that you clear off that fog before he goes off and works on on the task. So everything has to be clear right from the beginning. And the last point is close this whole process of starting off the delegation with an encouragement. So express your confidence and 
and express the fact that you believe in, to, in the person. Express the fact that you know the person is going to be the best fit for the best result. So motivate the person into doing an excellent job. So overall, if we had to shrink what we talked about today, these are the main points. So I'll just say them again, just uh, in order for repetition and for, um, for, for our listeners to, to remind themselves, be direct, give weight, make it personal, set clear limits, establish a reporting process, clarify your availability, check that everything is clear, and close with an encouragement. And that's it. Thank you so much, and I love the way you ended it with give encouragement. Um, we will talk obviously more on that in the next uh, podcast. Thank you so much for your time, Coach. Uh, I would like to thank you um, for the information and intelligence and knowledge that you shared with everyone, uh, with our listeners. We will come back to the next uh, podcast session um, where you actually touched base on, on something which is also very important. We will you know, uh, come back to tackle the delegation bit, and I guess uh, uh, we will go into another area where feedback is essential. So uh, listeners, you know, we're going to discuss um, delegation and we're going to move on to feedback next. So from Dubai, uh, this is Coach Fedari. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm here with Coach Jacopo uh, Nicelli in Milano. Uh, so on behalf of Ivy Coaches as well, I'd like to thank you. I wish you a great, great uh, day in Milan. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. It's been a great opportunity and I thank you for 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 having this time together and to talk about uh, such a, a significant aspect of leadership and looking forward to, to the next post podcast and uh, to all the listeners, uh, thank you for being with us and for listening to this podcast and wish you a great day to everyone. Thank you and adios. Ciao.